Yeah. Hello, my podcasters. This is Africa Investors Stories with your host, Simon Rushton. Today we have Victor from the Diaspora Chief. He has many roles, but his podcast about is about sorry, uh, encouraging Africans and Caribbeans from diaspora um, regarding their professional looking into transporting from the rat race to a life of freedom, a lifestyle of freedom. He has a family. He's has his ties with Nigeria, and he has a business or businesses plural in Nigeria, Lagos, which he shall tell us all about. He has made investments in security camera installations and maintenance, sports and entertainment, brick and mortar, small restaurants. So he's a man of many trades, he is. Uh, he commutes back and forth. Uh, he, he actually lives in London. So he's a, one of those people that's found the ability to juggle businesses within England and London. But his main investment businesses are in Africa. So that's, he's on our show. Um, anyway, Victor, nice to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Simon. Thank you very much for having me here. Oh, yeah, what a welcome. Okay, Victor, first question is, what is a typical day for you in Lagos? Ooh, you know, Lagos is one of the most um, amazing cities in the world. And um, I love Lagos. I love London. And but Lagos is, Lagos has its own unique vibe, you know being from Nigeria myself, Lagos is like, I won't say a hybrid version of London to me, but it is, it has its own, it has its own uniqueness, you know, it's its own characters. And a typical day in Lagos is two, three, four hours tops because of a traffic situation. You have to be like, if you get one particular tax done in a day, you are very successful in Lagos because to commute about it is it is a challenge, but it is rewarding. It is exciting. Yeah, that's Lagos for you. In saying that, do you have a motorbike taxi service out there? Yeah, they have. They have quite a few. Yeah, they have quite a few different modes of transportation in Lagos. See, Lagos has waterway transport. It has um, bike. You know, they have tricycle bikes. They have um, um, motorcycles, and they have the Ubers and the Lyft. They have the taxifies and all those kind of stuff. So, yeah, it is. Okay. Lagos, Lagos is a, is a mega city of like twenty million people. So, it is kind of. It's a very, very, very rich place to be. It sounds interesting. It sounds like there's lots of opportunities and things. But regarding your business is in what you do. What's a day like that? Are you dealing with staff? Are you dealing with like the everyday issues? You're having to go and get stock and things yourself. What's it like? Yeah, I deal with um, staff. Yeah, on... Um, 
the small restaurants that we have, me and my missus, yeah, we deal with staff, but um, I'm more of the on the background level on that one. And on the CCTV and maintenance one was, um, yeah, I have a partner who I work with. So I've gone from the, from the four, from being on the forefront because I'm not there every day. So I've gone to be on the back, on the back burner and more of um, on the strategic side, pushing and then making um, decisions on our day-to-day -day operations there on the CCTV maintenance and installation. Okay, so you're, you've got, you, you really do have your hands in quite a few pies, but then you, are the people who you are doing business with, obviously your wife is family, are they also family or just friends or people you've come across, have you spent time in Lagos and you've built a relation with them and you've learned to trust them and what you're doing? Um, one is, <clears throat> one is my wife, which is family. Mm -hmm. The other person, who um, um, my partner on um, the CCTV and the security front is, is um, someone who I actually, I actually trained on CCTV installation and maintenance a few years ago, and he was so passionate about it, and he just like ran with it, which I'm very grateful that he's very very dedicated and. Yeah, he's someone that I actually trust. Yeah, so he's been he's been he's been an amazing partner, anyways. He's been so, an amazing partner. So you did a very wise thing instead of training him up and allowing him to go and do his own business. You said, "Why don't you become part of mine, and you can take a bit of a back seat?" And he's passionate, and as long as you have a trust element, it works for you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if if you looking at it right now, looking back to it, because you can only connect the dots the dots backwards. So looking at it right now, yeah, you are right. I believe that was not a bad decision. That was a good decision on my part because he wasn't the first person for me to like train or get involved in the in the business. But he kind of like yeah, I can actually see myself doing this and he has he has an amazing ideas and he has gone um he has even brought in some partners which i never saw as well because he was more into it was what, what can we do next what can we do next what can we do next and i just saw someone who was like we're both compatible and he's willing to learn and i'm willing to learn as well so we are just learning our way to to the top i would say that so would you say your business is really growing rapidly rapidly in cctv hey we're taking our time it's just about um three years old so we're taking our time on that one so i'm i'm a little bit more laid back on that one now because he has more more control over it because i'm Usually, I'm splitting my time in Lagos and London, so it's more on ground, which I don't want to be too fussy about controls and 
the direction of where we go to. We have meetings like every other week and where we're going and I allow him to just, okay, where do you think we should go? This is, this is the new trend. Are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? So, and he's, he's fine. I'm happy with that. He's happy and we are growing at our own pace. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, yeah, we're growing at our own pace. Yeah. Do you have CCTV set up in all your businesses? What I'm saying when I say that is that when I lived in Kenya, I had CCTV in all avenues of my gym. And especially on the till, I had about two or three cameras facing <laughs> at the till. So yeah, I didn't really see what was going on. And I could, it was all linked to my mobile phone. So if I was away, wherever I was in the world, I could see what was going on. And I, I also had um, a tracker system, GPSs in all my hire cars and all my tuk-tuks. So like about 20 vehicles on a tracker system all dotting around the city of Mombasa that I could see at any time. And then I just could phone on WhatsApp to save money if there's an issue. What, do you set up a similar system like that in regards to CCTV? Yes, we do. We do. We have CCTV in, in our um, in our restaurant. We have CCTV there, and uh, we don't. We've not actually done the. T actually facing the two, but we also have um, CCTV. We also have CCTV facing. Um, other sensitive parts of the restaurant, like coming in and coming out, and it is, it is kind of, yeah. We we just we, we just have just a couple there, but most especially we, our CCTV is for more commercial based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like um, like farms. Okay. Um. Yeah, like farms, petrol stations. That is, um. Business business environment that is where we, our main focus are not just mm. Um, mm. not just residential what we found was um i had a f friend in kenya well, i have a friend in kenya who had a cctv company and there were two aspects there's a commercial side where the government actually said everybody must have cctv outside within their business or public public premises and so that was really boom making a business boom you just have to pick the right clients not everybody wants to pay there's also a big residential side where husbands leave their wives at home because they're going to work abroad and they want to <laughs> set up on their doorstop like <laughs> so who's going in and out of their house <laughs> yeah? so, um, you five, you, is it the same thing in, in no. life? Are you getting avenues? <laughs> it's not. It's not the same thing. It's not. It's not the same thing at all. Yeah, but we 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 hope and pray. Let, let us say hope and pray. But that kind of legislation is not um, has not been um, made <laughs> in Nigeria. But that 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 would be funny, and uh, it will be. Let me not go there, but it's not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. We shouldn't be monitoring vibes and, whoa, if you don't trust, don't, they don't even go there. The yeah, I understand, I understand. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> how long have you had your business? You said f t uh, two to three years you've had uh, CCTV. How long have you been doing business in Lagos overall? Um, being that I'm from, I'm from Nigeria and um, my family background, my dad was the businessman. My mom, she's a trader and doing corporate was for is foreign to me so i've always had some kind of i've always had something going on most times back home in nigeria i've always had something to do something to sell something to to make happen i've always seen opportunities there so that is why It is, it is, it is, it is kind of, it is kind of funny because I've not really like put a date or a timeline to how long I've been doing. I've been doing that since I was like 15 years old. I've always had something to sell. I've always had ideas to, to do this or to do that. So I'm never idle. So it'd be fair to say it's just in the blood, really. Yeah, it is in the blood. It is in the blood. It is in the blood because I grew up knowing um, that my mom, she goes to the market. She has her own stores, shops. And my dad had, a, had his own business. Ran. My dad has about um, over 100 employees. So... I've always known business to be the way to go. So corporate or working for someone is kind of, yeah, let's just, um, okay, we, we, yeah. But we it's not it really now, the idea. Yeah, let's just do it for now before we actually do what we want. Yeah, or because of our environment, because of my environment, that's why. I know, as we know, you're, born in Nigeria but you've lived in England for some for a while now why choose Nigeria to do business is there did you look at other countries that may have a better economy or it may be easier or what was the reasons I would say I would say it's familiarity anyways it's not anything particular it's just familiarity because um yeah, I've been living here for a very long time now, but when back in back long time ago we used to like just break cars. We go to the um the yards and the yard will buy used cars for for dirt cheap and we break them, put them in containers, we buy another one two hundred, three hundred pounds and break them, put them in containers, just like that. So the market, the market is there because it's totally, let me say, unregulated. Some aspects of it, mm -hmm. so the opportunity is just there. Bring it, and they will buy. Just for the listeners, when he says break cars, he doesn't mean break into cars. <laughs> it's, it's <big laughs> <car>. He's saying <laughs> breaks cars down, oh. he buys them cheap legally, and he breaks them down for parts in England and sends them. To oh, Mexico. yeah. Okay. Great cars. It sounds like a 
<laughs> no, no, no. People can really get the wrong impression there. No. <laughs> we buy them. We, we buy them for cheap. We buy scrap cars yeah. for cheap, mm. and we break them um, into parts. If 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 we get say say we get like um, a dealer back in Nigeria that says, I want brake parts for only Mercedes 200e. We look for Mercedes 200e. We buy them. Or we just go and buy the parts from scrapyards. So it is, it's, it's just, um, Nigeria is just a familiar place. For, it's familiar to me to do business and not because the economy is particularly good or just still growing, but that is just, mm. I've never really thought about investing somewhere else. Yeah, okay. That's, that's it. It's two things is interesting there. Um, Obviously, you're doing business where you are comfortable with, which makes sense. I've spoken to people, like when I was in Rwanda, there's a lot of Kenyans there who are doing businesses like road laying, a major infrastructure road laying, where they would never do in their own country. And they're doing it there because it's more straightforward, dealing with the Rwandan government and various other things. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. And um, okay, what has been the most valuable lesson you have learned doing business in Lagos? Be very careful, be very careful, be very, very careful. (laughs) That is the lesson I've learned because even me being from Nigeria, I still so many things I need to learn, so many stuff that I need to buy more aware. Yeah, it's a huge story. Yeah, give us a story. <laughs> Even if you break the story down, be be real. This is Africa investors' story. So you give us a give us a good story. Yeah. I have failed. I have failed a lot because in Nigeria, because there was so much I trusted too many someone can be just be lying to your face just like that and you'll be like but what you're saying does not support your actions and they'll tell yeah it is it is it is but it is a blood no okay i'm not allowed to swear here but it is speaking right this is this is about being (laughs) real obviously i don't want unnecessary profanity but if it's that moment and that's the only way you can express it yeah. you, you speak, no, speak what i wanted to say was that it is a bloody lie so you can't be telling me a whereas what i'm seeing is absolutely f yeah. you get so say say from when you're dealing with say some contractors um okay let me take you let me take my restaurant for example when the when you do daily takings and what the stock the stock does not match the the stock does not match what is actually being taken out for the day and it doesn't correspond with the actual um with the actual it doesn't tally with the actual figures at the end of the day and 
she will be looking at your face or whoever is on the team making the books that day will be looking at your face like, oh my God, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know where you've been. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I know. I know, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. I, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe, ah, it's my... Sorry, hello. We we lost you there. We lost you there. Sound. This... Can't hear you. Hello. Can you hear me now? Nope. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. So you're saying the lady's standing there at the till, and she's just saying. Yeah. She's standing there on the till and she's telling you that it is her people back home. It's her people. It's her family that is giving her, that is making her to be confused. So that is making her calculations to be wrong. This is making what she's doing, people that she serves, not to pick up money from them. So you hear, you hear so many type of excuses and you'll be like, okay. So when this goes on, so there's so many, there's so many examples that. So she's saying witchcraft. It's kind of witchcrafting. Yeah, yeah. they'll tell you okay. it's witchcraft. They'll tell you that. See, now imagine one of the issues that I had was um, on a Monday morning. I was supposed to come open the shop and the restaurant. I have a sports shop back then, and I have uh, it's closed now. I have a sports shop, and I have this restaurant, both of them. So. For them to open the shop on a Monday morning, they'll tell you that um, you get customers calling you. That you're oh. not open yet. Yeah, you're not open yet. You're not open yet. You say, why? It's supposed to be open by now. And you call them, they won't pick up until 12 o'clock. And you say, why, why, why are you not open? They'll say, oh, they went for ninth vision. Excuse me? They went for ninth vision. Oh, at church. Yeah, they went to church. Yeah, I understand where you're going. Really so, talking to God, don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to God on a Monday morning, so don't, don't see, don't bother me. So, but you find out that when it comes to you paying their wages, you don't talk to God to pay their wages. You pay them. So there's so many, there's so many stuff that you have to be very, very. Oh. Sorry, how do you resolve behavior like that? Training. Yeah, training. That's how you resolve it. And how we managed to get one or two better staff was that um, they need to see, she wanted to go for, um, to do a medical degree. So that was kind of the incentive we put in front of her. You say, you know what, we would, we would assist you with this because it's kind of expensive, mm -hmm. it's kind of pricey. We would assist you with this because I wanted to know why, what is, what is the thing? What do you actually want? Mm -hmm. I, know you, you, I know you don't want to work here for 10 years. But so what what do you want? What what do you want? What are your life goals? What are your 
well, how do you see yourself in the next couple of years? So she now said, oh, you know what? I want, I want to go, I want to become a medical doctor and I'm just doing this so that I can get some more money to do my exams or to do this, to do that, to supplement or to complement the amounts that my dad can or my mom can raise. So I said, okay, you know what? Let's do this in the next 12 months. If it works out for us, so we did some strategy and if it works out for us within the next 12 months, I would support you in achieving your dream, in achieving being um, um, being a medical doctor or, be, or getting your foot on the door. This is what I would do for you. So that actually made, so that actually made her to be more like calm and so you saw an more, change yeah and i saw yeah absolutely we saw instant change and she was becoming she started owning the stuff she started owning the business she started being more responsible with the business i um learned that lesson as well when i was living in kenya and somebody said to me what they do it's obviously for those who don't know on the pod who listen to the podcast having servants or people who well, to put it politely, it's servants, but you usually have a driver, you have a, someone who cooks for you, someone who cleans yep, for you, yep. all these different kinds, and someone who just, who's kind of hangs around and just, if mm-hmm. you say, go and get me this, <laughs> they can go they and go. get you that. But yeah. then, you can pay them, but that's not enough in their eyes. So you need to tie them in. And what a friend of mine was saying, that what they actually do, they say to the ones that they really want to stay, I will pay for your children's education. And then you get loyalty. Because, yep, yep. And, you know, and they become very, very loyal because they know if they mess up, they're out on their ear and their children are out of school. And their children are yeah. in that respect. I know, yeah, there's a, friend, there's a friend of mine who lives somewhere in Essex here. And um, they have this massive land up north in Nigeria. So they're more into farming, like goat they're good farming. So what they did was just exactly what you just said. And they had two families in the um, in the farm. Like It's not like a farm settlement, but they have two families living within the premises. And the kids are under their responsibility. They take care of the kids to go to school, their medicals and other stuff. They pay. And these guys are like, very loyal so loyalty is key anyways if you can find someone who's loyal to your business be very very don't just take them very serious and what i've found also just to add is that loyalty is not a problem for africa no it's a problem for everywhere because from my experience of doing many many jobs i've done in london from retail to cleaning the streets as a dustman to corporate industry and site management and so on you won't get loyalty if you haven't invested in your staff the same way you want your staff to invest in your company you need to really invest with them and we don't mean just the company car and the company phone what um, victor and i have been speaking about with the investing in their healthcare or the education that is the key, especially for Africa. Okay. 
No, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's um. It's not that it's just typical of um, Nigeria or Africa. It's just that wherever, if your staff or whoever is supporting you in your business, if they are not like, if they're not owning it for themselves and they need to, because you are doing it for you and your family. So if they are, if if they see no future in it, there's no point. For them, they just want to like grab the money and go. Mm. It happens anywhere in the world. It happens in London. It happens in it happens in Birmingham. It happens in Manchester. It happens in the UK. It happens in the US. It happens everywhere. Not just not just Nigeria. So, if you're looking to like invest in in Nigeria or invest in Kenya, if you're looking to invest in Africa, I think you should be more you should be more how you should be more into how to when you were getting partners or people to work for you or to work in the business, you should make them see the bigger picture of where you want to go or where the business is going. Because even if it's um, equity partnership on it and maybe just like a 10% or however you want to devise it, all you have to do is make them to key, actually key on it if they if they key on it in in Nigeria, I know that it can actually help you succeed. Okay, that's good. Apart from handling staff, is there anything you would do different? Yeah, what I'm what I'm actually doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, the past. Um, two years now I've been chasing not chasing I've been manifesting my freedom if I'll say like that and um, trying to create this lifestyle or create this business whereby I will be more digital you get I want yeah create a more digital economy because of the current um, infrastructural setback that all infrastructural challenges that we have in let me say because I always use Nigeria because that is where I'm currently doing business. Yeah. So you see most businesses or most um, entrepreneurs going into Nigeria right now they're not going in to the former sectors but they're they're like into the former sector but more on more on innovations like um if, it, if it's the health sector they're more into the digital space if it's it's in fintech yeah fintech digital space so whatever they're doing now it's more into digital so that is where that is where I'm trying to be more, be more focused right now. Okay. okay. Is there anything you miss? Is there anything that you miss about London when you're in Lagos or Lagos when you're in London? 
Sorry. Um, is there anything you miss when you were in Lagos that you miss from London or when you were in London from Lagos? Like, what, what's the major differences that you think, oh, I wish this was in Lagos or I wish this was in London? It's not... When you were in Lagos, you... There's so many stuff that you think, yeah, man, I wish they can do this in Nigeria. I wish they can do this in Lagos. And when you're in Lagos, when you're in London, you say, man, I wish they can do this in... One of the business I started last year was um, was a live streaming company, which is um, One Access Media. Mm -hmm. So what, what, I, what I did with that, what I'm doing with that is... You see, there are some very unique, unique festivals that goes on in different parts of Africa. Yeah. So those unique festival, it's um. So that's why I created that platform to live stream whatever they're doing, just like the UFC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's to live stream what they are doing to people. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Go on. You just broke up a minute. Go on. Yeah. So it's to live stream very unique events in Africa to parts of the world. So sometimes, yeah, it's a pay-per-view thing. It's a it will monetize the pay-per-view, just like UFC. So it's from sports to entertainment. So when I'm in Lagos, I'll be like, oh, I wish people in London can see what I'm seeing now. Mm. And when I'm in Lagos, when I'm in London and I watch some YouTube show, I say, man, is this, is this in Africa? Oh, I wish we can actually live stream this for people to watch mm -hmm. in London. So that is disparity. That's why, that's why I said, now I'm playing more into the online digital space, the media side of Mm -hmm. that side of things it sounds like it actually sounds like a good idea so when you say festivals are you talking cultural festivals yeah cultural festivals there are different cultural festivals in nigeria okay. nigeria is a massive massive okay. massive yeah. country mm -hmm. so we have the calabar um calabar festival we just finished last month it's like a week event it is amazing we have the ayo festival in lagos where woof, it is crazy. We have the Agungi festival, so that the car that they go on a massive pond. Um, who gets the biggest catch fish? And it is there are so many, there are so many, so many, so many. We have the proper, proper native ones, like the um, where they celebrate the different gods in Nigeria. And oh, that's that sounds really parts. interesting, that yeah. So these are stuff, but the right to to actually stream that you you is almost in let me not say impossible, but it is very very challenging. Mm. Yes. So okay. because the, the gods the gods of different tribes in Nigeria too, and when you see the festival, it's so colorful, so powerful, and I would want the world to see. Mm, I'd love to. That actually sounds like um, something I'd love to see. Uh, Nigeria had, had, I have to admit, hadn't been on my 
top of the list of places to go, but now you're really selling. <laughs> you're really selling. <laughs> I'll, tell you one, I'll tell you one thing, just um, I'll just throw out an idea while you're on air. Get, you know, like networking. If you network, because I know Nigeria has over 3,000 different languages. So if you network with the people, a specific person who has your kind of mindset of, of that tribe, then when it comes to that time, you just allow him to stream it and connect it to your system because he, he he know all the right people do you see what i mean yeah rather true. than so you just have a network of people so you have three thousand different languages sorry it's three thousand different people but they're all that key person and then they do the work for you and you say it's that time of year bam you give them a cut or do whatever you do and away you go and yeah true. rather than trying to get in yourself as an ibo or yoruba and there's confliction do you see what i mean yeah, I see, I see, I see what you mean because we want to get the exclusive right to do these exclusive rights to do that. So it makes things very, very, um, make things very challenging if you want to go that route. But yeah, we'll take your ideas like that. We'll take your advice. And if you if you think about it, in some cases, you don't really want the exclusive rights because it's it's just about having that opportunity if, if you go to an elder and you say we just want to film today and show that you're a great tribe and compliment him and say we want to tell show people how great you are rather than if you go to him and say i like the exclusive rights to film your show so i'm going to make money do you see the difference yeah i see the difference so, <laughs> it's, it's or antennas will be up like this, like, ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. so you're making money, how much am I, am I making? <laughs> Rather than if you, if you em, empower his ego, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you know your side of the, of the great company. Yeah, they're different, you, you they're different love, approach to this. Love and ego stroking. <laughs> so yeah. so <laughs> you're going to get a lot farther, further. So yeah. if you say to him like that, you know, oh, my boss, my, my you know, elder, father, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, your work's done. Yeah, it is. You feel it is. great. You say, I'm going to make you, I'll put your photo up there as chief mm -hmm. of Baba tribe. You can tell everybody, look what you're doing. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, that is why, that is why, I mean, like the last phase of moving back to Nigeria. I mean, the last phase, because there's so many opportunities there that I would like to explore. Get. Mm -hmm. I would like to explore. That is why we're in the media business now. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. I hope. Um, excuse me. Was there anything you had to overcome prior to start investing? I know you've been investing from young, but was there anything on your first investment? Was it like I'm not sure? Like when you uh disabling breaking the cars that you bought legally um was there like a hesitant i'm not sure i'm not sure if i should be putting my money maybe i'll just get a job in england and or was it oh like... no really my biggest problem was me being consistent that's my biggest problem was me being consistent because looking back now if you stick with any one thing, most the most likely the odds has to be in your favor. If you stick with one thing, mm. 
I understand. You, yeah, you must be successful if you stick. So don't be a jack of all, be a master of one. Yeah. But I was I was I was a jack of so many stuff. Yeah. But in saying that, I'll just to give you an example about my business in Kenya. I started off with the gym and then I had a car and then someone asked me, can they hire my car? So I thought, okay. So I bought another car and another car. And then I didn't want to invest in cars anymore and I'm still running the gym. And then they, when we took the gym clients down to the beach, they, they all said they wanted T-shirts. They wanted to be associated with the gym. So when I had to go and get T-shirts made, then more people want T-shirts and they want different styles. So we ended up doing a whole clothing line of gym clothing, tracksuits, hoodies, and T-shirts, even sports bras and um, tight leggings. And then it just went on. So what was happening from that base of the gym, you was expanding. Then people said, can you drop them to work in the morning? So we invested in tuk-tuks. So we had a fleet of tuk-tuks. And, and then corporate companies come to us. So can you do team building day? Now, then NGOs came to us. Can you do these charity for about self-defense because of my military background? And it just grew and grew and grew. So what I was finding is either you have to shred and just to say to people, sorry, I can't do that. We just need to focus on the gym. But then like most billionaires have at least seven different forms of income. Absolutely. So you need to grow those, but you need to grow them with good managers for each division who are mm -hmm. really going to push it and share the vision. And then that's when you really become a director, CEO, and you, you, your people are just answering to you and you're just checking figures and checking numbers. Now, I wasn't necessarily really prepared for that. And that was my failing, but this is where I'm able to look back at myself and say, if I had the opportunity again in that industry and I chose to go back, that's how I would run it. And that was my experience that I learned from that. But yeah. <laughs> is that go on. Go on. Yeah, speaking about speaking about that. We learn more. We learn more from our failings. Let me not say failures, but no, from our true. failings. Yeah, yeah, than our successes because the failures they kind of like being etched in our hearts, and we really don't see our successes as something to be very, very proud of, or mm. something that we should very wish that we should shine more light on. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. I've been successful in doing CCTV security. That has been one of my longest projects who I've seen which 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 I've seen consistent returns on. And at the moment I'm happy. Everyone is comfortable. Yeah. So if I if I want to look back now and say, you know what? looking back at everything, what would I do different? I would say I would study more, I would study the digital space more mm. because it's devoid of the government hands. It's devoid of, you get pure experts who are, who are very you get experts who are not who wants to be who wants to be in the mix 
Mm. Who wants to be more, who wants to be identified right now with the, with the, with the new media space in, in Nigeria. So with the technology space, with the fintech space, with the healthcare space. Like recently, some days ago, I did an interview with, with two guys. One of them is, um, is a co-founder and the, excuse me, the chief financial officer. So what, what, what they're doing is that they're actually, they actually, they actually created a smart, a very smart and innovative idea on how to like leverage doctors and medical experts all around the world and give access to Africans through their smartphones. So you can have access from, the, they, are currently, they are currently testing in Lagos to the world. So what they actually, what, what they actually did was that this app is very simple to use. They, you can download it in Nigeria, particularly Nigeria. That's where they are testing it from now. What their target was that they, they did a very good business plan, do all this kind of stuff. These guys are doctors and chief and finance officers. So they came together. They did this platform. Now, they were, they were oversubscribed as at yesterday. Their target was £100,000. In less than nine days, they raised like £90,000. So I just got the alert from one of them. And I, hey, Lord, bros, we've been oversubscribed. Mm-hmm. And we're going for, we are going for overfunded. We are being overfunded right now. Mm-hmm. So looking back now, that is where I would be more focused on. Mm-hmm. And is it because of the money? No, 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 You can impact more people. Mm-hmm. You can impact more people because these, these, there's so many dragons to slay in Africa. Mm-hmm. That is why, that is why we need investors. We need thinkers. We need not just people who wants to, who wants to buy um, used stuff here and take it back home. No, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many problems that needs to be solved. And one of the ways these guys are solving it is through giving access to people on ground, to uh, giving access to worldwide, world-class medical doctors and specialists. Mm-hmm. You get so that is where that is where I think focusing on leveraging digital um, digital media to actually impact not not because not necessarily because of the money but the money is not a bad thing at all if you're an investor you need the money definitely <laughs> so yeah. but 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 is the rich mm-hmm. that is what i mean is the rich mm. okay. okay so basically yeah everything in the tech the tech is the future of the where the fast money, the big money, but also you're reaching a major audience, as in podcasting, what we're doing. If we market ourselves right and always do what we're meant to do, then we're going to reach thousands, if not millions of people um, in no time at all, rather than having a, a shop or a gym 
and things like that. So yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, we are changing. We are changing the world with what we are doing. One one person at a time. We're changing the world. We're changing mindset. We're changing perception. We're changing the way people look at doing business in Africa. So Africa is a lovely place to invest your money. That's where that's where millionaires are being made. Like almost every day, the fundings are coming. The fundings are trooping in. Yeah. So why not? Did you? For you, I know. You, uh, is your wife Nigerian? Yeah, my wife is yeah. Nigerian. Yeah. Oh, so moving, making that decision to move wasn't hard, or to reinvest. It's not. It's yeah. It wasn't hard for me, but I know people who are husband and wife Nigerian, but now nah, it's a huge decision for them, and I know people who are husband is a uh, husband is from. New York, the wife is from Nigeria, and they are in Nigeria. They are in Africa. We have husbands and wives who are like from the Caribbeans. They are. I have. I know. Um, I did one of these. I did a summit last year called the Diaspora Growth Summit, where I interviewed different different Africans or different people doing business in Africa, and she um, what's her name. Jacqueline, yeah. She actually, she actually takes. She's from the Caribbean, but she actually takes people to Ghana to buy um, different type of African materials. So it's not, it's not really that you must be from Nigeria to, or you must be from Africa to like invest in Africa. What I want, well, what I would say is, for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't a difficult decision at all. It wasn't like a no-brainer to to Ross, because I enjoy I enjoy the game, and she does enjoy the game as well. So let's go have fun together. Yeah, I like when you say that about the game because it's very true. Investment is a game, and as long as you can see it like that and you don't take things personally, then you'll forever be in investment invest to me there's no in um there's no such thing as retirement when you're in investment because all you do is take a just take less responsibility but you always yes. count your money but you always count your money of <laughs> you course count your money yeah that's how that's how you count and, scores and that's beauty beauty because of i've worked and i've invested and i'm still investing now and um I've seen people who are old and work and they start to, they want to hang on to their jobs because they, they want to have a purpose. But when you're an investor, your purpose is already there and you just make your purpose even greater by investing in the right things, whether you're looking at the hum, humanity side of things or just the, the dollar, the pound, the euro side of things. Um, hmm. I met, um, um, what's this guy's name? I met him on the train station some days ago. Ooh. What's his name? Yeah, I met him some days ago. We 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 worked together with the network rail back in the days. And when I met him, he was very dedicated when we worked together. He's one of those guys who know 
nose clean, everything by the books, everything. So he had been working with, with the network for close to like 14, 15 years now. Yeah, so when I met him a couple of days ago, he got sacked. What's the, what's the long story? The new, C, um, the new, I think it's the chief operating officer or the new um, station manager was a younger chap that was brought in from another depot. Less money, so, more, yeah. Yeah, more so, zero. Yeah, so this, so, so this, this uh, new site manager or this new branch manager was not having it. And he, so there was, they have this kind of ego clash. Mm -hmm. Like I've been here when I started working here, you were still in your mama's mm, yeah. Um, I call yeah. yeah. So, and the guy was like, you know what, this is a new regime. If you don't want to get, if you don't want to get along tough, you can hit the door. So it is, it is very, it is very dangerous in my opinion. That is why that is what I preach in the Diaspora Shifts podcast. It is very dangerous to to as a man to put your the welfare of your of you uh, and your family in the hands of another man. Mm -hmm. So it is better to that create something on the side. Yeah, that's greatly said. Um just to add to that, what I found is you could be speaking to people in Kenya. And regardless of what position they hold in office or whatever they do as a nine to five job, they all have a side hustle. That they is have, Nigeria for you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I find that you get that more in countries where you don't have a big welfare system. And mm -hmm. I, I admire it because that mindset means everyone's trying to help themselves. It is sad when it comes to the lack of health care, because I believe every government should provide free health care um, for all its people. As well as, what's the point of having a government? But that, that mentality of I'm going to have a hustle, I'm going to find my own way to make money as well as having a nine to five. I, I think that's great. And um, I share that. I try and install that with my ch children today and any family members or anybody who comes in to contact with me. So just to, we're rounding up education wise um does your education play um, uh, does it help you in any great way based on what you do I assume you have a degree yeah, I do have a degree. I know, that you're is, Nigerian. Of course, is, you have a degree. Is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you we have three degrees and a master's yeah, or a PhD. That is, that is, <laughs> it is, it is, I, I won't say it's a Nigerian thing, but yeah. It, it is, it is. Nigeria's yeah. collect qualifications, that's how you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, have my, I have my BA, no master's. Yeah, I just have my BA in digital arts and video production. And I am... A project manager, PM, BA, certified, you know. And uh, what has played a major role in my life is my self-education. I like that. That has been, that is more, that is more, that's more visible in my, in my moving forward, in my successes. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, my self-education because according to one of, uh, is it Jim Rohn that says education can make you a living kind of and uh, but self-education can make you a fortune or make you more yeah, more worthy. Self-education is that hustle, isn't it? It's that yeah. I'm going to get what's relevant to me and what I need mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You can, there was, um, what was it? Jordan Peterson says, education's actually becoming obsolete university-wise because yeah. you can learn everything on YouTube. Yeah, all they're giving you is a piece of paper with their seal on. And Mm -hmm. um, since I came back to England just to, you know, throw it out there, I was going to do a master's. I've always wanted to do a master's and even have a PhD. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, you get this master's and then you've got to beg someone for a job. And it's going to cost you nine grand for at least for one year. And you probably won't be able to work as much. So. I just went and did the London Real course, obviously where I met you. Yeah. You spend your free grand and you started a business. <laughs> you started yeah. a podcast and you're beginning some form of revenue straight away and you meet other people like-minded, which is mm-hmm. great. It is kind of, it is amazing because the educational system is, um, <laughs> I won't say, I won't say, it's, it's making some people a good, a decent living. Mm-hmm. But what where I want to be, I don't think I need to learn from people who are actually there. So that is why I believe self-education to be a logical next step for anyone who has finished secondary school or grammar school or how do you call it before you get into the uni or mm-hmm. get degrees. Self-education. Would you encourage other people to invest in Africa? Absolutely. Africa is the next frontier. The next workforce is in Africa. So the the youth, the population there is so see, imagine imagine just look at the entertainment industry in Africa right now. The movie industry in Africa. Mm-hmm. The tech industry in Africa. It is. It's. It's a never-ending stuff. It is going to. It's going to be amazing. Look at farming. Look at food. Look at fishery, agriculture. See. Just pick a problem in Africa, and you'll find out that you can. You can. When if you invest in solving that problem in Africa, you will be amazed at the returns. The ROI cannot be. <laughs> Africa is where you can put in a hundred bucks and you can make a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Because, in my opinion, they want you to come in. They want you to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apart from going into, apart from going into oil and gas, which has been which is highly highly regulated yes yeah they want you to come in mm-hmm. so i will highly i will highly encourage anyone who wants to invest in africa see investing in africa in my own opinion does not mean that you need to have five hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand pounds or a million pounds so this no you don't need to have that just 
first thing first, go there and just visit mm -hmm. and see. Forget about the news, forget about the media, just a thousand bucks. Buy your ticket, just go and visit. Pick. You can you can spin you can spin the globe of the the African map, just spin it. You remember when, in coming to America, when when mm. Eddie Murphy wanted to come to London uh, to to US, I had to like spin the globe and I say, yeah, Queens, we are going to Queens. <laughs> yeah, just just pick anywhere in Africa and point there. Buy your ticket, go there, and you'll be amazed on the opportunities that you see. You won't be mm. told. We have lovely people in Africa, yeah. I always said, um, just rounding up, I always said that um, my experience was, because I travelled a lot of Africa, the east and down to the south and up even the, the north, is that it's like having a crystal ball. You know, everything in London and New York and Australia and Tokyo is going to be in Africa in years to come. And Absolutely. it's just a question, do you want to do it? Do you want to be part of it? It's, it's the gold rush. You go there, you set yourself up now, you become a major blue chip company. Aiken said it, you know, Africa's the only place where you can get anybody go from a small business to a major corporation in no time at all. Absolutely, and it was and, damn right. Yeah, and the World Bank and the IMF say a high return in Africa is 25 to 35% APR, and a lower rate is 15 to 25, where in London it's 9 to 10. So, you know, it just does the mess for you. You can't, you can't get, see, mm. you can't get any, you can't get any better. There are so many digital startups that are coming up that you'll be amazed mm. at the impact that they are doing. Mm. You get. Well, Victor, thanks for your time. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot from your experiences. Should anybody want to find you? Can you tell us on what media platforms, social media platforms, they can find you? Yeah, I am, um, as you guys know, I'm a diaspora chief. So um, it's Victor Osio on Instagram, Victor Osio on Facebook, and um, Victor Osio on LinkedIn. So my podcast is the Diaspora Chiefs podcast. You can get me there on iTunes. Stitcher, Spotify, Google app, Google Podcasts, anywhere there is a podcast, you can find the Diaspora Ships there. And if you don't want to go too far from there, just send me an, an email on Victor. I uh, no, sorry, uh, Victor at diasporachief.com. All right. Thanks again. And we look forward to having you. Okay. <laughs>